Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Aha! Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3CR.org. Dot au. We have the privilege of having our producer back, <laughs> Dale Bridge. How art thou, Empress Dowager? I'm not too bad, and not too bad at all. Right, have you made the move? I have made the move, and I've left uh, my poor little cat in the apartment alone by himself. He's he was an indoor outdoor cat, oh. but uh, I've left 3CR on my radio for him to listen to. So little pig, little pig, that'll freak him out. <laughs> Just what we need: somebody talking to a blood. <laughs> you sound like me. He'll, he'll freak I got out a cat. hearing that. i got a cat. Yeah? And he likes to listen to me on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're funny creatures. Yeah, but uh, yes, yesterday I had enough. I got home. My stroppings. Oh, what? He's and not, he's a cat. He's not paying his keep, is he? You know, what, I, what I reckon he's done is he's formed a friendship and alliance. Well. It's the, it's the animals against the humans. You and can't I think, blame them. And I woke up at four o'clock in the morning thinking... I had my throat slit. <laughs> my stroppings, and there's a bloody cat, and it's a two-roomed house. Could you imagine that? Uh, All right, but it does get get out when I'm there. All right, now we do have a guest. We do. Sandy Riley. You know Sandy Riley. People like you. You know why? Why, Joe? Because I can pronounce your name. <laughs> I've got an easy name. Very easy name. <laughs> I walk in, I said, "Hello, Christy." And I'm looking. That's not Christy. That's Sandy. <laughs> All right. It, it is. All right, Sandy. Look, you've made you've travelled a long way to be here. Where have you come from? I have. I've come from down Bayside Way, Chelsea. Chelsea. That's not too far. It's only an hour and a half drive <laughs> in peak hour. It wasn't peak hour when I came today. It was uh, pretty cruisy, actually. Was it? Oh, well, yeah. it'll take you about two and a half to get home. That's I, right. I can guarantee you that, Sandy. <laughs> so you better make the most of this opportunity. Okay. Now, Sandy, I'm sure Dale has warned you. She has the potential. She always warns my victims. I don't always. Yeah. Now, now, Sandy, just for the sake of historical correctness, what year were you born? I was born in 1952. 52? Yeah. You're actually younger than me. Ah. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, you look younger too, so that doesn't say anything. I was going to say, it's not that incredible. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. So it was, 
You got a shell around your neck. What's that? You've got you've got. I've uh, got a swan. Amber, amber, and swan. Amber and a swan. Yes. Any particular reason why you got them on? Oh well, I'm very particular. I love swans. Yeah. And um, I'm particularly fond of amber, so I think they make a lovely combination yeah, together. Yeah, well, I was down at Albert Park Lake today, and I was looking at the swans with their little bands around their neck. Oh, you would number. have seen the black swans. Yeah, the black swans. Yeah, yeah. 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 We've got yeah. black swans in Australia. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking, duck a la orange, swan a la orange. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I don't. I don't eat duck. No, or well, I'm vegetarian, so I don't want to hear that kind of talk. Okay. Thank you oh, very much. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> now, what, what's the? As I said, we asked two questions, and the next question you got 55 minutes or 54 minutes to answer. What's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? Mm. Mm, live radio. That's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. Didn't okay. you want it? Didn't you want it, Dale? I do yeah. know. What? I do recall. What? My very first memory was as being a very tiny child living on an orchard <laughs> uh-huh. and going out to search for my daddy in the orchard and looking, because I was little, looking underneath all the trees so that I could see my daddy's legs when he was pruning. Ah, so what was he pruning? He was pruning apple trees. We had an apple orchard. Where was this? And this was down at Hastings. Hastings? Yes. They don't yeah. exist anymore, those apple orchards. They They've all just about gone, I'm afraid, yes. They'll all, yeah. be, all be replaced with 350-metre blocks, I think, in Hastings. I think so. Yes. Such a shame. Well, it is. And uh, what was your dad's name? My dad's name was Fred. And tell us about Fred. Uh, he, he was a pretty special person. Um, he was a, a character and he had a, a huge personality. Very charismatic. So when he walked into the room, the whole he lit up a whole room. Everybody mm. knew Fred. Everybody loved Fred. Mm. He had a great sense of humour and personality. Mm. He did some crazy things, though. Um, Tell us one. Just one. <laughs> All right, just one. A little bit of, uh, you know... He often had accidents. Yeah, yeah, like just like you, like me. Yeah, I'm like genetic. Must be. So anyway, one day, Dad decided to go out in his um, his little boat, Mm. out in uh, what is it? Western Port Bay. Western Port Bay. Yep. Anyway, he'd just filled it up, so Mm. it had a full tank, and my grandmother had given him some money, and he'd bought a Mercury outboard motor. Whoa! And he put that on his little dinghy, Uh and out he went to do a bit of fishing. Or whatever out in Western Port Bay. Well, Dad, being Dad, didn't have his um, his safety equipment on, and somehow or another he's bumped the tiller, and the tiller is doing 360s around the bay. (laughs) So a speedboat saw what's this little dinghy doing 360s for? Anyway, Dad was tipped out into the water, and every time the boat come around doing a 360, Dad was there pushing the dinghy away, and then he'd go under again, and you know, (laughs) almost drown. And uh, the thing that saved him though was his his knowledge that he was born with the call over his face as a twin and as such that means he would never die from drowning and this knowledge kept him alive so the speedboat came over and fished him out of the water and he was he continued on to live the rest of his life but always a little bit accident prone i'm actually more interested in what happened to the dinghy and And the outboard motor, then what happened to your dad? Oh, because you tell you, the cord across his mouth, obviously he wasn't going to drown. Mum made him sell the uh, Mercury outboard motor, so uh. there was none of that anymore. Uh, what was your, what's your mum's name? Uh, mum's name was Gwen. Yeah, tell us about Gwen. And Gwen was a very quiet lady who kept to herself. 
And, um, yeah, I think my mum and dad were a contrast with one another. Mum uh, was the introvert and dad was the extrovert. And together they made a pretty wonderful couple. Um, I was actually adopted. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was adopted at the age of one week old. One week old. Yeah. And I was taken home to their orchard mm-hmm. in Hastings. And over the road we had, um, we had the bush. Mm-hmm. And so... Another of my earliest memories is hearing the kookaburras, a beautiful memory. Mm. And uh, I grew up, I had a wonderful country childhood, um, lots of pets. I had a pet wallaby at one point. So so you're an only child? Uh, For six years. And then what happened? And then they adopted my brother. Your brother, right. Yes. And what's his name? And his name's Stephen. Right. Is he still with us? Uh, Yes, he is. Yes. Good. How did you two get on? Because a bit of a... Age bit difference. of an age, yeah, we had a bit of sibling rivalry mm. and um, I think probably today we don't get along as well as we could but strangely enough I get along really well with his daughters, right. my two nieces, so right. we That's keep in good. close contact, visit one another. Mm. And when did you find out you were adopted? Um, well, I grew up knowing that I was adopted. You were, so they told you. Yeah, you? my parents yeah. told me very early in the piece, yeah. yeah. They yeah. did it with a little book that was one of the golden books that we all grew up reading. Well, tell us about this little book. And the little book was called The um, the Cat Who Thought He Was a Mouse. Right. And it was about a little kitten who was adopted by a mouse family, mm-hmm. and that was the story that they used to introduce the that idea of my, my being um, adopted. So I just grew up knowing, knowing yeah, about right. it. And Did it was, you know what it being adopted meant? Yeah, well, it helped me to understand See, it, right. that that little kitten was different to yeah. those mice that were adopting it. Yeah. They weren't the same genetics. Right. You've just solved they, my problem, Sandy. Oh, what is that, Joe? The bloody cat has been adopted by the mice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fifth columnist. It's a bloody fifth columnist. It's true. That's oh it. Oh, my You've, gosh. Oh, Sandy, come back. They read the little golden book. Yeah. Yeah, you better get that golden book, I yeah, think. That's now, what you need. Now, now, Sandy, some little, little, little person has told me you're a bit of a songbird. Is that right? Oh, yes, I am a little bit, I suppose. I've got a little poem to start off with. All though. right. Okay. Okay. I am a woman of the universe. Nothing better and nothing worse. I am a woman of the earth. I stand my ground and know my worth. I am woman in the breeze as I stand beneath the trees, birthing babies with grace and ease. I am a woman filled with fire as I kindle my desire. I am woman, hear me roar, as waves crash into the shore. I am woman of chaos and dark. I weave the web and leave my mark. I am woman of the light. I share awareness bite by bite. Now, excuse me, why did you write that? Why did I write that? When, when? I know why. Oh, I don't know. I think I wrote that quite some years ago, probably mm. around the time when I became a doula. A doula. A doula. Now, do you know what a doula is? No, is it something to do with knitting? No. <laughs> something to do with birth and babies? Yes, it is. Whoa! I wonder Whoa! What <laughs> so, what? Tell us. Okay, so a doula is a woman who is with a woman during childbirth. Um, we are there to mother the mother and to give her anyway, nurture anyway, anyway, and when, care. When did all this happen? 
Ah, oh, this has been going on since time began. Yeah. What, you're Doulas a professional doula? Yes, I am. Doulas used to get burnt as pictures. Yes, they actually do. They pay me to be at the birth of their baby, to help them create a sacred oh. space. Because birthing is a sacred event. Well, it is a sacred event, I agree. Yeah, something that often gets forgotten in hospitals. Oh, it does. It all becomes overly medicalised. when did all all this start? Ah, well, this commenced probably going back, I suppose I'd have to say, 18 years ago. Right. So, Mm. had you had children yourself? Oh, yes, I have two daughters. Two daughters. I'm a grandmother. I have ten grandchildren. You come from a fecund family, don't and you? And I have seven great-grandchildren. Oh. And, you're, and, you're, and you're 68. I'm 67. 66. Thank 66. you very much. You know what we oh. women are like. You can't add years to our age. Well, I'm 66. Well, I can. You can correct me. I, can <laughs> I add will. Many, I, I can certainly add as many, will, Joe. <laughs> I can add as many years as I like. Your maths isn't good. 52 well, I was born, right, my dear. Right. Well, you're lucky I never operated on you because I always had trouble with left and right. So... <laughs> So I became a doula about 12 years ago, and it was actually the result of what happened 18 years ago. 18 years ago, my youngest daughter, Mm. two daughters, the youngest Mm. daughter lives in England, married an Englishman, got pregnant. Mum, come over to be with me at the Mm. birth of my baby. Mm. I wasn't a doula then. Mm. I was just... You were a mum. I was a mum, and I was a grandma, and I thought I knew about childbirth, and I'd been at friends' births. I'd been at the births of some of my older daughter's children. Mm. I thought I knew about childbirth. So over to England I go, and then my daughter was getting concerned that her baby was um, overdue. So she rang the hospital one day and the hospital said, you can have your baby in your arms this evening. Come in this afternoon and we will do an induction. Mm. So off she went to the hospital and she was induced. Um, she had an IV in her arm. Oxytocin. Oxyto- artificial, artificial. Artificial oxytocin pumping, pumping away, away yeah, through the vein. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But then guess what happened? 9-11 happened. Oh. And we were all sitting out in the waiting room watching the Twin Towers go down over and over and over again. So what to your daughter? It created so much fear. We were going in and talking to my daughter, but of course we weren't telling her about what we were no, seeing on no. the television. No, no. But my daughter could smell the fear. Because mm. yes. fear gives off a smell, a pheromone. Mm. And a woman, especially a woman in labour, mm. is especially um, receptive to uh, and vulnerable to being able to smell mm. the, these dangers. So my daughter picked it up, and as a result of that, the artificial oxytocin was unable to work. Her labour shut down completely Mm. and it took three days for her to birth that child it was a long and difficult birth Mm. and i don't go into detail about that birth but just at the end of because i don't spread the fear but at the end of the day my daughter needed to have a blood transfusion Mm. the baby who was over nine pounds Mm. was taken immediately to special care nursery he needed to have a blood transfusion also it took three days before my daughter met her baby. Mm. And then she had to beg the hospital to be able to see her child. Mm. They gave me a wheelchair so that I could wheel her over to the special care nursery where her baby was. I got her into the wheelchair, and as I'm wheeling her along, that wheelchair was squeaking. Squeak, squeak, squeak. 
And so I went up the lift and along a huge corridor, a midwife come running out of the special care nursery. How dare you bring that noisy wheelchair here? I said, look, I'm terribly sorry, but I don't have any WD-40 on me. Right. And uh, hospital mm. maintenance is uh, not as good as it ought to be, perhaps. Mm. So anyway, then my daughter was able to meet her baby finally. All of this resulted in us being quite traumatised. The mother was traumatised. Her husband was traumatised. I was traumatised, and the baby certainly was. So I said to my daughter, please don't have any more children for a while. Let us all get over this. Mm. So five years went by. She then actually listened to you? She did. She well, did. Why would she bother listening to her I mum? I don't know. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> so anyway, five years go by and then she rings me up and she says, Mum, huh? I'm pregnant again. Mm. Will you please come over and support me again at the birth? And I went, oh, my gosh, here we go again. Yep. I was a little bit worried about it. Don't worry, Mum, I've booked in for a C-section. Right. And I thought to myself, well, I don't like the idea of a C-section, but considering what that girl went through last time, it is her choice, it is her decision. So over I went. However, unbeknown to me, in the meantime, she'd met a lady who was a doula. What? And this doula also taught hypnobirthing. So hang on, we, hang on, hang what, on, what, hang, what, on, hang, what? On what? hang on, hang on. You've just been pushed aside for a doula. Yes, I Mum's have. Mum's been pushed aside for a doula. I but, didn't mind. Well, I was glad because why? because this doula was so experienced in mm. in handling childbirth mm. that, and I knew that I was out of my depth in that last childbirth. Mm. I knew this was an opportunity for me to learn something. Mm. Even though I'm a woman in my 50s, I didn't know everything about childbirth. There was more for me to learn. Mm. So the wonderful Suzanne, the wise woman Suzanne, came and gave us a crash course over the weekend in hypnobirthing. Mm. This information resonated with me. And even though my daughter was already 37 weeks pregnant, we actually started practicing the hypnobirthing techniques every day over the next four weeks. And then when my daughter went into labour, she had an amazing birth, six hours from start to finish. The baby was nine pound three. The moment of birth was calm, relaxed, gentle. The doula was there supporting her. I was busy taking photos. It was such a happy, happy Where's event. Where's the midwife? The midwife was there receiving the baby. Ah, oh, right. Okay. And we got a very good so, midwife. So they actually understand their, their respective jobs? Some midwives do. We were very lucky with this midwife, this English right. midwife. So, so this, this, this got you excited, did it? Yes, this because is... when we first arrived, when my daughter was in mm. labour, I said to that midwife that we were going to have a hypnobirthing. Mm. And her eyes rolled. Her eyes rolled, <laughs> but, but she said, ah... And she was a, a black African lady mm. who was born in Africa and who had done her training in, mm. um, in England. Mm. She said to me, I am hospital trained midwife in England and I must do what I must do. Mm. However, I was born in South Africa and I have seen women giving birth naturally. So I will sit here at the end of the bed and I will do what I have to do. And she did. And she watched and she interfered on, in a very minimal way mm. so that she allowed my daughter to have a beautiful natural birth mm. in that hospital setting. Mm. Her doula arrived. I got to see what the doula did. 
the doula created the sacred space. Oh, right. mm. So at the end of that, I left that country thinking to myself, this is what I want to do. Really? I want to become a doula. Well, look, before you become a doula, you, you kind of got a song for us? Oh, have I got a song? Yes, I have. Um, I mean, I just want to break up. This is, this just get, to break this, it up a bit. Let's okay. get, get a bit emotional, you know. Her belly is round, just like the moon. Baby is coming very, very soon. Sacred, sacred, sacred birth of a child coming from her womb. Her presence meek and mild, it is the time of surrender to the ultimate power flowing through my being. And then the babe we're seeing, we're engulfed in a wondrous bliss. Being born is meant to be like this. Sacred, sacred, sacred birth of every child. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> well, of course, but I'm, I'm fascinated. So you came back to Australia. Came back to Australia. It took me two years. Continuing. What do you mean, what do you mean two years? To well, I was nursing as well. So you're a registered nurse? I'm working as a registered nurse, a a Division 2 registered Registered nurse, which I did for 37 years. Mm. And Mm. did you know what a doula was? Uh, During that time, I did not, no. And when when you got to Australia, how did you get involved? Well, no, not many people knew about doulas, but there was a few. I Mm. discovered that there was a place up at Coldstream called the International College of Spiritual Midwifery. So I began my training with them. And And because I was working as a nurse, working night shift, Mm -hmm. part-time, it took me over two years to do my training. What, just two years? Yeah, two years. Two years? Quite a long time. To hold somebody's hand? (laughs) (laughs) It's a wee bit more to it than that. Like, tell us. Uh, What what does a doula do? Come on, tell us. What does a doula do? A doula is there for a woman during her pregnancy. Mm. We provide the continuity of care. We're there during the pregnancy. We're there during the birth. And then we're there to follow up on a postnatal level. Mm. So this is... But what's your role during the birth? During the birth, my role is to create the sacred space around the woman so that she is not interfered with or questioned. I follow whatever that woman, and Mm. she's already told me what her plans are, Mm. what plans she wishes to have for her birth. So I am the voice that's speaking for her so that she doesn't have to be interrupted Mm. during the birthing process to explain what her needs and wishes are. Right. So... Do you, how, how much talking is involved before the birth? How much time would you spend with the woman? I spend quite a bit of time with the family, not the, just the woman. The family, yeah. Because as a hypnobirthing teacher, mm. what I do is I spend 12 hours with the young couples, right. explain, you know, going through the hypnobirthing course with them. It's mm-hmm. an actual program. Mm-hmm. Hypnobirthing program, there's also the Wise Hippo Birthing Program, which is the program that I teach, mm-hmm. which was put together by my daughter in the UK. Mm-hmm. 
just as an aside, my daughter back. in the UK oh, also oh, became oh, a doula and a hypnobirthing teacher too. Oh, well, look, so, Sandy, when she comes here, I'm happy to talk to her. Yeah, but at the her minute, turn, her turn. Her turn. Yeah, okay. Let's not promote her, all right? We won't. We won't. Because because obviously she's very talented, like her mother. Well, no, she is. And, and I'm, I'm just I just just overwhelmed with <laughs> the talent. All right. Getting, so, so uh, uh, getting back. Now, how do you, do you, do you, as a doula, do you work in a home setting or in a hospital setting or both? I can work in both. I'm quite versatile. Right. Now, public, I have to a, say, in Australia, yeah. most of the births that I have attended have been in a hospital. Right. So, what a pregnant woman in Australia experiences in our system is a lack of continuity of care. Mm. So, a pregnant woman, when she becomes pregnant, um, she goes along and sees midwives. Mm. Um, they are not the midwives that will be at her birth and they are not the midwives that she will see after her baby's born. So, in effect, the pregnant woman has no continuity of care. If she has a doula, she then gets the continuity of care and, you know, that's where we are of great, mm. great benefit. Do you have to take out insurance like every other medical um, paramedical? We, we don't have to take out insurance because we're not making any medical decisions. So we make no medical decisions right. whatsoever. I have on occasion also attended home births. Mm. And at those home births, uh, midwives are attending the women right. and I'm also there to provide the continuity of care right. to so that woman. So what, what are you, are you a... But you're more than a voice for the woman or a mouthpiece for the, for the woman. What have you lost there? What have you lost, Sandy? I lost my water. I just wanted a mouthful while you're talking. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to let, let you do that. Conversation, I think. Oh, all right, all dun, right. It's dun. Radical Australia. It's community radio, 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. And Sandy, we can drink water. No, you can't. And Sandy, <laughs> Sandy, be pleased to know the program is podcast. Yes. And people can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au and young Dale here will podcast it today. Fabulous. Do you know about podcasting? Uh, not that much, no. Uh, I'm not a real techno head. All right, you're just, you're just a doula. I'm, do, I'm a doula, all right, but look, I'm, I'm not just a doula. I'm a doula. I'm a witch. I'm a woman. No, you're not I'm a witch. I'm a mother. I know I'm witches. a grandmother. My mother was a witch. You're not a I witch. I speak out. I speak for women. Mm. I'm a spokesperson for women. Mm, for that, women's rights. And have they given you that authority? Uh, yes, I have. Um, right, all right. <laughs> Can I see it, the documentation, please, Sandy? Oh, yes, later on. I'll show you after the show, Jay. Oh, that's good. That's what they all say. Yeah, all the charlatans tell me the same thing. How many doulas do you think there'd be in Australia? Oh, gosh, that's a tricky one. Probably less than 100. Less than 100. Mm. And how do you get into a public or a private hospital? What's Is there an official... You go in as an official capacity or just a, you go in as a friend of the mother? We are the support person of the mm. mother and the pregnant mother can mm. have anybody in there she wants to to That's be her right. support person. She can have her partner, mm. she can have her mother, mm. she can have the woman up the road mm. if she mm. chooses to mm. have that have woman as her, her support. support person. All right. That's yeah. interesting. Now let's get back. Let's go back to Hastings. Oh, all the way back to Hastings. When you're a young, a thunk, young thing, where did you go to primary school? Uh, Hastings Primary. Yeah, and uh, did you have any particular skills? Did you find out, or just another little girl running around the orchards looking for your dad's feet? Well, I seem to recall 
Mrs Mirabella, my school teacher, growling at me quite often for being overly talkative. Really? I don't <laughs> believe that, Sandy. I, can you believe that, Dale? Uh, Sandy, over talkative? I cannot believe that. Could that be possible? It's un- it, oh, no. All right, so you went to high school? Hast- I did, but, but no, no. Actually, we moved. We moved from um, Hastings. We moved up to Invergordon, which is north of Shepparton. What happened to the bloody orchard? And my dad became a peach, pear and apricot orchardist oh. up there. So we were still orchardists, and I went to Newmerka High School uh-huh. and Shepparton Tech School for one year. And what did you do at Shepparton Tech? Uh, mainly boys, really. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. Because the tech, mainly school, boys. Yeah, yeah, like the tech school had gone from being a boys' school to right. co-ed All right. and you were, in the year that I went there. And you were the only awesome. girl there? Oh, like we had like 25 girls and hundreds and hundreds of boys. <laughs> it was an interesting year. I was supposed to be learning shorthand and typing. But anyway, that wasn't to be my Forte. Do you think this was the uh, precursor to being a doula, your experiences at the TAFE College? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, you know, that you should say that. But, um, <laughs> because moving on did from you, Did there, you just notice that Sandy was lost for words? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he got me. He got me there. <laughs> Have you drink of water? Oh, Just relax. You're a scallywag. Oh, well, that's my job. <laughs> you know, He's I, naughty. Yeah, I'm very yeah. naughty. Yeah, all right. Get smacked. Okay, so. Uh, okay, so do we want to talk about some of the uh, protesting that I've done no, over the no, years? Look, no, can, we don't want to uh, know about Sandy, that. Sandy, 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 I conduct the interviews. <laughs> all right, we'll get to that. Remember, you came in. You said I've got songs and poems. Songs and poems. We we have a we have in, integrated them into the interview. So the whole we point haven't. is, think of this. I know for a, a brave, strong woman like you, you won't like this analogy. But we're in a canoe, and I've got the bloody paddle. All right. All right then. So, okay. All right. So you just <laughs> paddle sit, away. You sit back and enjoy it. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So where, after you left school, what was your first job? I worked at SPC, Shepparton Preserving Company. Oh, and what are your hands like? Did you wear gloves? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I worked at SPC as one of my first jobs. Did you? And, you know, the, Small world? Yeah, the juice running down into oh, your gloves. No, oh, it was disgusting. Oh, no. But I was in Queensland. They used to have pineapple juice oh, run into oh, your gloves. Oh, very sticky. Oh, yeah. sticky. And, oh, disgusting. I can, I can remember working over Easter, actually, yeah. in the factory itself. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, Back in the days when we got paid triple time. Yeah. Yeah, you folks out there in Radio Land have probably never heard of that. That's right. But back in the day, yes, yes, that's what our unions got us. They got us a little bit of power back in those days. We were getting paid triple time. That's right. It's all gone downhill since then, folks. Yeah, well, the great thing, Sandy, is that uh, we actually only have listeners over 90. (laughs) (laughs) So they know about triple time. Good one. We don't have any young ones, all right? So you can relax. All right, so uh, what do you mean? You don't look like a protester. You'd be, what, 64 kilos at best, five foot nothing? Why, do you have to be big and strong? And well, in those days when the coppers were big and strong. So what, what, what's all this protesting garbage about? What's going well, on I don't here? know. I suppose I've protested about a few things like over what? years. I've protested... Um, well, I lived with a woman for 18 years, and so we got into a bit of gay rights protesting. Hang on, hang on, hang on. 
Hang on, hang what? on, hang on. I've missed something here. Yeah. Now, you had kids, you tell me. Yeah, yeah. So I was married for seven years. Seven years, then you had enough. Yeah, had enough. And then you moved in with a lady. Yes, I did. Good. All right, that's, that's uh, fine. And we had a good 18 years together. What what, what period of was that, so, 70s? Um, well, let me see, that was um, 70s and 80s. That's pretty radical for the 70s and 80s. It to was. Be, to be gay, out and proud. Well, yes, some that's important, right. Some important activism mm. you would have done then. Well, we were just fringe. We were we weren't in with the the people that were doing the big activism in those days. We yeah. were just fringe people because we were bringing up a couple of teen children yeah. in suburbia. Yeah. Oh, we were living in um, Dandenong, Dandenong, yeah. and Noble Park. <laughs> so can you imagine? Yeah. We were radical. We you were, were radical. out there. Yeah. Well, you were radical. And we were living there. it, and we were doing it. So, yeah. you know, I've had my share of discrimination over the years. I know how it feels to be marginalised, yeah. radicalised. Yeah. And um, I'm quite happy being a fringe dweller, to tell you the truth. Well, Sandy, you're not a fringe <laughs> dweller. You paved the way. They are the fringe dwellers. Yeah. They yeah. are the fringe dwellers because they've got boring, monotonous lives. They're wage slaves. They right? are. All right. What did, you, what did your kids think about you being in a relationship with another woman? Well, they were only uh, teenagers, young right. teenagers themselves. Well, that's very themselves. impressionable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at the time. Well, um, they just accepted it because that was what mum was doing, you mm. know. So, yeah, qu- children don't really question what their parents no, are doing agree, in that yeah. respect. They just go along with it. Yeah. And um, they were still seeing their dad quite frequently. Uh, I wasn't the kind of woman that was, you know, cutting them off, off from dad or yeah. anything like that. Right. I don't believe in that. I believe right. children need to have contact with both parents. Yes. So, um, but during that time, um, that was when I became a witch. Excuse me. You became <laughs> Wicca. a wicker. A Wiccan. Yeah, a Wiccan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I become interested in which, um, which t- Wicca. Which type of witch? Which Wicca. type of witch? A Wiccan witch. Wicca. A good witch. So an earth witch. Yeah. An earth witch, yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you a yeah. black witch or a white witch? Well, yeah, yeah. we all have our black days and our white days, oh, don't we? So, ha- ha- so I'm a white witch. Now, hang on. Have you got a certificate to prove you're a witch? <laughs> Have I got a certificate to prove that and I'm a you, white witch? Did, did you did you go to a witch school? I need to, look. I need to know this. Not these Harry things. Potter, Joe. Look, no, hang on, hang on. Not I quite need to the know same thing, is no, it, hang Joe? On, hang on. We 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 have a standard here in the oh, program. Oh, really? And unless you've got a certificate, we. <laughs> We have no standards. What are you talking about? I'm sure I could, get somebody to whip, I could get someone to whip me up and a little bit of a certificate well, there if you like. Well, that is, that is, that is, I'm interested in this because I've always wanted to be a warlock. Oh, have and you? No, no, no. Do I have to go to school or anything? No, no. such thing as a warlock. That's no. just, that's all commercial stuff is that it? they teach you right. on that's, TV. That's, that's Christian anti-paganism. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's what I want to be. That's I want to kill witches. Oh, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Now, what drew you into the Wicca movement? What drew me into the the Wicca movement Hmm. was, I suppose, my realisation of what a patriarchal society that we live in. Hmm. Mm. And when did that happen? When did that happen? Hmm. Well, it probably happened when I became gay, got into a gay relationship. Hmm. Uh, That was when I realised what a, a patriarchal system that I, I live in, mm. patriarchal times, men making all of the decisions. About women's bodies. About women's bodies, that's right. Which, when I was um, acting out recently at the AMA, 
Australian Medical Association, acting yes. out. Acting out. What do you mean acting out? Acting out and protesting and chanting, don't let the boys club rule your birth. We are the women of Mother Earth. My body, my baby, my choice. We speak to you with one voice. Hang on, hang on, hang on. While you were at the AMA, mm. what did they do? What? I mean, they all sat in their offices. No, 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 no. But what? What was the reason? The reason there? that we were there. Mm. There was a bunch of women yep. last year, yep. and a bunch of babies and children, mm. and we were there protesting about Martine, the midwife who was being deregistered mm. because she had the cheek to give birth, to help a woman give birth to twins at home. Mm. So she assisted in a home birth. With twins. With twins. Mm. Now, this mother, the pregnant mother, mm. chose to not have an ultrasound. Right. So the midwife did not wish to force her to have an ultrasound because mm. it's the mother's right to choose whether mm. she wants to have one or not. So then on the day when the woman went, was giving birth, one baby appeared and was born. Mm. And then when the midwife, Martine, was expecting the placenta to birth, mm. out popped another baby. Right. So Martine didn't run over to the phone and ring the AMA about instructions as to what to do with that second baby. Mm. She took it upon herself to receive that baby in birth. Therefore, she committed the crime mm. of um, being at the birth of twins, a home birth right. of twins. Was she deregistered? Yeah, as a result of that, she's been deregistered. So she's just one more mm. private midwife that's unable to um, represent women in Australia. Mm. And women in Australia have been uh, very what, much... What, what were issues? We've been dudded. We've been dudded big time. We don't have any choice. Mm. Mm. Well, they're still, they're still um, making rules about what, whether or not we can um, have abortions. You know, that, Our bodies right. are still being legislated by men in suits. Absolutely, absolutely. And women in suits, I've noticed, in New South Wales. Sadly let's, so. Let's, 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 let's Sick, sad get, world. Sadly so. Let's get it right. Yes, yes. yeah, men and women. women that yeah, with, with certain religious Women uh, behaving like men. Yes. Oh, that's easy to say. That. They don't have they our don't, good intentions at heart. Just, no, I'm just being a rat bag now. They, so. yeah, no, they just got religious fantasies. That's mm. what I find. What, what's your position on God? On who? God, you know. Who? God? Oh, the male God or the female no, God? No, female God. Oh, triple right, goddess. the goddess. The, the triple God. goddess we're talking the about The virgin mother here. crone? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm a crone. A crone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I'm still um, a virgin. You're still a virgin, darling? I've yeah. never, I'm never, I'll never become a mother or a crone. Oh, I think I'll but go you will. You I'll will become a crone. I will become a crone. Because you become a crone with age and with wisdom and knowledge, my dear. You may not become a crone. You may die young. Well, that's right. Well, this is all true, too. As you said, you may. This is all true, too. And this brings me to what I'm protesting about at the moment. What do you mean you're protesting? What are you protesting about? The fact that you're in the studio? Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> protesting at the fact that I'm in the studio and and as yet I have not been able to sing this particular song because this particular song really speaks my heart and soul. Does it? All right. And it's a rap song. Can you believe it? I've written a rap song. Awesome. Well, I can believe you've wrote it. I don't know if you're going to be able to deliver it, Sandy. Let's oh, see. Let's, see. Let's, have Let's have a go. Let's have a go. Let's have a go. 
We live in topsy-turvy land. All that's good has been banned. All that's bad is deemed as good, like 5G coming to your neighbourhood. We, the people, must make a choice. Sit on the fence or raise a voice of concern, and you will learn. It is the accumulation of the radiation escalating poor health in our nation. It's about depopulation. When our governing bodies stop protecting the people, it's time to awaken. We are not sheeple. People, please take the time. Go on YouTube and research 5G and decide what is right for you and your family. Love is the harmony. Love is the harmony. Love is the harmony. Love, Love is the frequency. Love is the frequency. We are all electromagnetic beings. Are we? Yes. I just thought we were a bag of salty water. That's what I learned. No, we're all <laughs> electromagnetic beings, my dear. And yeah. with, uh, with every thought we have is electric. Mm. Mm. That comes from the salty water, you know that. And every feeling we have it's is magnetic. Yeah, but it's all from the salty water and conduction. And at the moment... <laughs> They're trying to manipulate our Who's frequency by? by? by bringing in the 5G, the powers, the powers, the powers that be. The powers that be. Who are the powers that the be? The powers that be that are looking after mm. humanity. <laughs> looking after us? <laughs> well, they're supposed to be. Oh, now, they're put into positions of power to be looking after yeah. us, and they are the governing bodies. Mm. So the governing bodies, I'll give you one example. Yeah, give us an example, yeah. <coughs> we have... If you can picture this, we've got three bubbles. We've got the Arpanza bubble, we've got the federal government bubble, and we've got the telcos bubble. Mm-hmm. Now, the telcos are abiding by the standard. The standard was set by Arpanza. Arpanza are the Australian Radiation Protection and Nuclear Agency. They are the governing body that protect us and they are the governing body that set the standard. They actually set that standard 17 years ago and it hasn't been upgraded or updated since. Mm. And if we go to the government and we say to the government that we're really not very happy about this standard, the government says, oh, no, no, we listen to what our governing body says and our governing body says that that standard Mm. is fine. Right, I'll just want to take a step backwards. What has made you into an activist? Why are you getting so heated up about so many issues? Is it in your DNA? Is it experience? What is it? I think that as a doula, I have become very, very protective of women mm. and babies and children. Right. And it's because I can see the dangers of 5G that's being introduced mm. without any public discussion or comment. Um, we'd mm. like to have a moratorium about it in actual fact mm. so that it all can mm. be brought to the public awareness. Just, we can weigh it up. We can yeah. use our brain. Yeah. We can find mm. out what the benefits are, the risks, mm. the alternatives. Yeah. Using our intuition mm. or doing nothing. Yeah, I'm not, not even talking about 5G. I'm talking about generally. When did you first feel this desire that you needed to arc up, do something? Well, I think as a doula, representing so before standing that, you, up for women. What, so 
No, no. So until you mid fifties. No, no. To be, to be you, honest, you, you're to go just back a boy, way back, just a boring little person, you know. No, back in my twenties, I in suppose 20s. I started because so I was a bit of a. Um, I, I voted for Labor back in those days. I was mm. a unionist. I was mm. a health and safety what, what, rep. What, what union were you in? <laughs> Um, oh gosh, I've been in many unions well, over the years. Well, tell us the unions. Yeah, you're promiscuous as far as unions are concerned. I can't. you like to use all of. I can't even remember what what they were called. Well, now. The, it's going um, back you, you a long time Australian ago. Metal, you would have been the Australian Metal Workers Union, were you? No, I wasn't in the Metal Workers. The Australian Workers yes. Union. No, well, of course Federation. I was in nurses' federations. Yeah, yeah. I was in the yeah. Nurses. I the nursing. So were you involved in the eighty eight strike? Yes, I was. Tell us about your experience about the eighty eight strike. Oh well, I was working at Dandenong Hospital at the time. Right. And um, yeah, so we were all camped out the front. Camped. Well, virtually. I think mm. we had little tents and things out the front. I right. seem to recall. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we were on strike. Mm-hmm. So the people, the patients that were in the hospital. Um, all of the Division 1 nurses were on strike and a lot of the Division 2 nurses were on strike. Um, I was a Division 2 nurse. I was out on strike. But some of the Division 2 nurses didn't go on strike. They remained in the hospital and they were giving out the medication Patient. and doing providing all basic the, services. the work. Yeah, yeah, providing the basic services to the, Patient, the yeah. patients. Mm. Of course, they were doing a job that they had never been allowed to do before. Mm. <laughs> And after the strike was over, of course, they were never allowed to do it again. Mm. So, mm. when it suits. So, how long did the strike last for? Gosh. Just roughly. Roughly. I think it was about two weeks. It was, yeah. yeah. And during that time, I know I was really busy because my girlfriend and I were in the process of, um, of buying a house. Right. So, we were running out looking at houses and talking to real estate agents and being on strike and right. protesting and right. like it was, yeah, a lot was going on during that mm. time. Yeah. So what changes have you seen regarding unions in the last few decades? Because you, you said you've been in a number of unions. Yes, well, unions have, have lost their way. They've gone downhill. Do you think they've lost their way or do you think they've been legislated out of existence? Well, they've probably been legislated out of existence. They've got no power and they've, they've got, got no, no strength anymore, have no, they? That's and, right, because we've allowed that to happen, haven't we? We have allowed that to happen. Mm. And, and we've seen all of the wonderful things that they fought for mm. have just all gone by the wayside over the years. Yeah, I think people sad. Th- yeah, it's, it's sad because people think things happen automatically. Medicare's mm. always been here. Pensions mm. have always been here. Mm. Social Security benefits have been here. Public health has been here, public education. They understand that thousands of tens, hundreds of thousands of people struggled for decades mm. and now they all just disappear unless you've got that money in your pockets. Mm. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It all mm. comes down to money. You're kidding. And the greedy, the greedy corporations, and I am very unhappy with the mm. corporations that are the telcos, mm. that are Telstra, that are Optus, that are Vodafone, mm. that are, that they've overtaken, the, they've got so much power mm. that they have just taken over our government and our governing bodies. You think so? Yes, and nobody is mm. caring for our health. There's nobody standing up for our health. Our PANSA are meant to be standing up for the health. That's that particular issue at the minute, yeah. Yes, however, they're not standing up, and and who is going to? What do you say to people that 5G is like air? It's not an issue. Sorry? What do you say to people that say 5G, the 5G network, Mm. is like breathing fresh air? It's going to have no effect on you. 
I say to them that they need to go and do some research mm. and not to just make silly comments about something that they have no knowledge or no understanding about. So what you're saying to them is don't accept what you've been told. No, don't Look accept at... what you've been told. Mm. What, what we're seeing on the media, they're telling us about how wonderful it's going mm. to be. As long as it's not on your light pole, it's all right, isn't it? Well, basically, it is, it's going to be a little bit like that because at That's the right. moment, <laughs> with 4G, at yeah. the moment, we've got one cell tower yes. per square kilometre. Yeah. But with the 5G, when yeah. they bring that infrastructure in, right. there's going to be a small cell or antennae every one, one to 200 metres. Right. And that'll be outside your house, your house and mine. That's right. It's going to be on the shops, just driving in here today on mm. the Nepean Highway, mm. just looking at all the big towers that have popped oh. up. I haven't done a drive in here for a while, so it was interesting to see all the towers that have popped up. Mm. And I came in here today with my ex-husband, Hi. Gary, because Gary. We're, we're still good mates, good yeah, buddies. Mate. And um, he doesn't really like me talking about the 5G thing, but as we're driving along, he says to me, oh, look, there's another tower there. Oh, look, there's more up on that building you've over got, there. You, you, you've convinced him. You've brainwashed him. Oh, yes, perhaps. All yeah. right, let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> what do you think about the future? You said you've got, what, five children and seven great... Five, two children. Two children. Five grandchildren. Ten grandchildren. And seven great-grandchildren. And seven greats. So what do you think about their future? I'm very concerned about their future. What, what are you concerned about? Well, I'm concerned about these very high frequencies now, that, you've told that us all are that. going to be brought in mm. and the effect that it's going to have on mm. those children it, in the it, future because mm. people don't realise that... Um, just talking about the thickness of the skull mm. now... With an adult, the thickness of our skull is two centimetres. Mm. Um, a 10-year-old child, the skull thickness is five centimetres. Mm. Five-year-old child, yeah. it's half a centimetre. Well, now, as yeah. a doula, yeah. my concern is, mm. what is the skull thickness of a baby in mm. the womb? Mm. Now, it must be actually a membrane paper thin and there we have the mothers holding their mobile phones just a very very short distance from their belly that is a concern to me we've got that concern are there any other concerns or are you just a single issue woman I uh, well, I have many issues. I'm always concerned about the uh, protection of the old growth forests. I'm very concerned about the Japwarong people, the birthing tree. Mm. I feel very strongly have about that. Have you been that. up there? I haven't been up there yet, but I have plans to go up there. Right, that's good. Um, Yes, I, I want to go up and well, protest for that because I am uh, a very, very firm believer that trees right. will be our protection in the future. Well, trees well, will be what stands between us and the 5G. Plant as many trees around your property right. as you can. All right, let's get back to Gary, right? Let's get back to oh, Gary. Oh, back to Gary. Yeah, let's get back to Gary. <laughs> well, he drove you in. He's got to yeah, drive yes, you. Yes, I'm meeting he's him got, later. Yeah, yeah, he's got to drive you back home. Now. How about the kids and the grandkids and your friends? What do they think about um, all these things you've been involved in? Do they just tolerate you or do they kind of kind of shut you aside as the funny grandma? Or Yes, I'm pretty well 
the funny grandma. Yeah. That's just Nan's idea about things. Right. So, yeah, the family don't always take on board what I'm saying. Right. But, but you are still invited to the Christmas party. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, well, I'm very closely thing. involved with my family. Yeah, I love good. them all dearly. Yeah. Um, they do listen to what I say, and mm. I think slowly, slowly, some of them are picking up. Strangely enough, it's my grandchildren's boyfriends Ooh. who are more on board with me than anyone else. So, in fact, I, I, I jokingly say, the outlaws are on board with me. That's but right. not the in-laws. Not What's the in-laws. going on What's here? Going on? <laughs> All right. Have you got any plans for your own future? Um, my plans for my future are to continue with the Stop 5G yeah. Melb Network in capital letters. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do a protest at the Frankston Council offices this Friday at 11 o'clock. And um, I'm hoping to organise a, a big protest Melbourne-wide, mm. at the Arpanza buildings in early December. Early December, right. And if anybody would like to contact me about that, um, I would love to speak to you. And how, uh, how have you got a website they can go to or an email or...? Um, uh, probably be best to just um, talk to me on Messenger through the, um, through the group. Through the, and what's the, the group's The called? group is Stop... 5G Melb Network right. in capital letters. Have you got any other plans? Because that's not going to take up all your time. Oh, yes, it does. So you're no longer this a doula? You're no longer oh, a doula. yes, I am a doula as well. So you're still doing a doula? I'm still working as a doula. And how about, are you still in, in the Wicker trade? I'm still Wiccan, yeah. absolutely. And what does, what does that actually mean <laughs> that you're Wiccan? Well, I suppose I follow the seasons of the year mm. and the phases of the moon. Right. And um, and, I, and I'm an earthkeeper, basically. Mm. That's what it really comes down right. to. I'm also um, a member of a community garden right. in Chelsea Heights, mm-hmm. and uh, I recently got my own plot. So I'm very Excuse excited me. about that. Is that a plot to bury you in or a plot to garden in? Which one? Can you well, clarify this, please? Well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> when I bought it, yeah. it was supposed to be to plant veggies in, but I said to the ladies, if anything happens to me, this is where you can plant me. Fair <laughs> enough. You'd make good fertiliser. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. That's uh, very kind of no, you. No, no. Look, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's enough of you to make good. Because, you know, you realise a few years ago I, 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 I um, came across, I realised what the meaning of life was. It's a seven-letter word starting with C. Oh, yes. And it's right down your alley. Compost. I love compost. <laughs> well, I love it. The meaning of life, we all become compost. We do, yeah. and that's absolutely true. And there was a, um, a, a, a witch by the yeah. name of, oh, what was her name? Spiral, oh, I can't think of her name. Mm. But anyway, her, her Wiccan group was called Compost. Compost, very God, good. I can't think of the Spiral Excellent. Dance. What was that lady's name? Well, well, oh, I can't matter. think of it. Doesn't All right, matter. you've got 60 seconds. Have you got any parting thoughts for a future generation? Um, Don't worry about your notes. Just be spontaneous. You've come here spont- being spontaneous. Give us some parting thoughts. We are all frequency. Keep your frequency high. Sing. Be loving. Be kind to one another. We're all in this world together. Um, We're all on this journey of awareness. And be strong and be proud. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Sandy Riley. It was a pleasure having you in the studio. Uh, I did enjoy your poem. 
I like your song. I don't know about the rap piece. I think you need to work on it. But thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much, Dale. Now, Dale, we've got a message on the other side of the thing, which I've got to read out for uh, Brainwaves. So uh, our next program is Brainwaves. Uh, The Brainwaves team will be interviewing Barrister Greg Barnes at 5pm today, which is in about two minutes, to discuss why around 40% of people in our prison system are mentally ill or intellectually impaired and what needs to be done to make society safer and fairer. So hang in there for Brainwaves. Here it comes. To keep my body still The call you left me on my arm I could see no reason to find my way 